hard will it be to pass Governor J.B. Pritzker's proposed $39 billion budget plan? We've never experienced a plan like this governor's that doesn't require three or four or half a dozen things. It requires a dozen things to happen. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Capital Cast, a production of Capital News Illinois. I'm Peter Hancock. Illinois lawmakers have been on spring break for the last two weeks, but they return to the State House on Tuesday, April 30th, for the final stretch of the 2019 regular session. Political blogger Rich Miller wrote recently that this may be the busiest and most consequential end of session in many years. On the table is Governor Pritzker's budget. But along with that is a long list of proposals that his administration needs to make the budget plan work. A baggy tax, a hike in tobacco taxes, a new tax on certain kinds of insurance companies. And then, of course, for the long term, the governor and his supporters are proposing a constitutional amendment to allow the state to impose a graduated income tax so that upper income taxpayers would be taxed at a higher rate than lower income individuals. But possibly the most controversial part of his budget plan calls for legalizing and taxing adult-use recreational marijuana. So, how busy and contentious will this be? To answer that, we spoke by phone with a few key lawmakers. Senate Democratic Leader Kimberly Lightford, House Democratic Leader Gregory Harris, and Republican Senator Dale Ryder. Ryder is a GOP senator from Mattoon in eastern Illinois. He serves on both of the Senate's Appropriations Committee and is the minority spokesman for what's known as the Appropriations One Committee. We started off by asking him whether he agrees with the notion that this will be an exceptionally busy and consequential session. I do. I think he's right. I think that, you know, in the, in the years that I've been in the General Assembly, a governor, whether it's a Republican or Democrat, puts out their plan, including their budget plan, and usually has to rely on two, three, four, maybe half a dozen things happening in order for that plan to fall into place. In other words, you, you, there's several pieces that have to come in place. But I have never seen a, we've never experienced a plan like this governor's that doesn't require three or four or half a dozen things. It requires a dozen things to happen and fall in order and, and fall in order exactly as he's proposed them in order for his plan to work. And I think that'll be a serious challenge for the Democratic Party. One of the things that has to fall in place is this proposal for a graduated income tax. Senate Republicans put out an announcement, I guess maybe held a press conference a week or so ago, announcing their opposition to it. House Republicans are opposed to it. Are Senate Republicans as united in their opposition to this as the House Republicans? Yeah, I, I mean, I think they are, particularly as we uncover more research about what is going on in these states that have adopted graduated taxes. What you find is that it's a lot easier to raise taxes. And you see the incomes at which the maximum marginal rate or the highest rate is being posed on taxpayers that continues to drop. So it's easier to raise taxes under a system like that. That's what the national experience teaches us. But now I will say this, though, just for this budget year, the constitutional amendment does not need to be approved this year. A graduated system can't go into effect. The earliest that could go into effect would be 2021 because the, the constitutional amendment, even if it's approved by the General Assembly, has to go on the ballot in the next general election which would be November of 20. So the governor has lined up all these other tax increases. In the meantime, he's got the plastic bag tax. He's got the health care premium tax. He has, uh, 
he wants, of course, legalizing marijuana and then taxing it, uh, legalizing sports betting and taxing it. And there are three or four others. And those are sure. those are the revenue bridges that he's trying to build for the, what would really be the next two years. And where are you on legalizing marijuana? Because I understand we're going to see a bill probably Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at the latest next week. Uh, I, I am opposed to that. And here's why. I mean, uh, a few a few things. One. If you legalize it, usage is going to go up. That's been the experience of all the other states that have done this. When usage goes up, abuse will go up, and there will be more people landing on the doorsteps of drug treatment providers across this state. Drug treatment providers who tell you, every one of them will tell you, we have more people than we can serve, and we do not have enough money. So we're going to aggravate that problem. But probably the the biggest concern that I have is that there is a very credible and growing body of research, including uh, dozens of articles and studies that have appeared in mainstream medical journals that establish the connection between heavy or long-term cannabis use and mental illness, psychosis, particularly schizophrenia, which is one of the most dangerous mental illnesses. And the proponents of this movement are just glossing right over that. Well, there's a big argument about whether that's simply correlation or causation. There's some body of belief out there that says people who have mental health illnesses self-medicate by taking marijuana. It's not the marijuana that's causing sure. mental illness necessarily. Sure. I uh, Okay. Well, I mean, I think the this, this studies demonstrate that there is a there is a causal relationship between the two. But let's accept that as fact. So... What we're going to do is we're going to now have people with mental illnesses start self-medicating in greater numbers. And who is that good for? I mean, I just I think that we've been we've caught up and it's a national thing into a narrative that 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 cannabis or marijuana is harmful. I mean, that ignores the fact that the their marijuana you're talking about is 10 least times more potent than the marijuana of even a generation ago because of the cloning involved and the harvesting that's involved. I think there are lots of issues here that are being glossed over. So what do you say to the governor's argument or one of one of the governor's arguments that people are smoking marijuana anyway? Uh, this is nothing new. Why not tax it and regulate it uh, instead of Im- importing it from, say, Colombian drug lords? People are using cocaine as well. People are using LSD. People are using methamphetamine. I mean, I can use that argument for anything. We all draw a line where we say, okay, this should be legalized and this shouldn't be legalized. And if we're going to default to the argument that, hey, people are using it, so we might as well uh, legalize it and, and regulate it and tax it, well, then we're in for a lot of chaos because there's a lot of other things we can, we can make that argument for. I, to me, that's a silly argument. You've been in the General Assembly since the 1990s. You've been in the Senate since 2003. What's it like now being a Republican with a Democratic governor and Democrats in supermajorities in both chambers? Uh, I mean, it's difficult. I mean, I've served before with Democratic governors that had Democratic majorities, but I don't think one that had one of this size. Probably what's most different, though, is the nature of the Democratic Party. The, de- the nature of the Democratic Party today is far more liberal, far more on the ideological spectrum, far left of the Democratic Party of even Rod Blagojevich was elected in 2003. You had more 
moderate Democrats who are willing to or interested in striking a moderate pose, ideologically speaking, and interested in consensus than what you see here in Illinois now. What you see here in Illinois now is there's been a strong move to the left by the Democratic Party. That was Republican Senator Dale Ryder of Mattoon. Needless to say, though, Democrats see it differently. Senate Majority Leader Kimberly Lightford is from the Chicago suburb of Maywood. We asked her whether she agrees that there's a lot at stake in the next few weeks. I agree in that it has been a session that compiled a lot of uh, needs uh, based on the fact that we didn't get much done for the last four years. So it's a a huge um, movement to try to catch up with all of our fiscal losses, uh, try to find ways to create opportunities to address a lot of issues that had not been dealt with that kind of piled up even more so. And so you have all these different plans and strategies and ideas that the governor has put forth in his administration. And then you have a lot of members who've had a lot of pending ideas that the governor either vetoed or they just been on the table. So it just seemed like a huge lift. So the governor has a fairly ambitious budget package uh, that he wants you to consider that has a lot of different moving parts. It's a lot of very difficult votes especially for freshman lawmakers who are in their first session. Is it going to be difficult keeping all of your members on the same page at the same time? So when we speak of new members coming in as freshmen, the thing about new members is that they ran for a reason. They wanted to get involved to try to help solve the problems of the state. They ran because apparently they felt that they could do better than the the predecessor or, or if it was an open opportunity that they had something to offer. And this is what moves me as a member who's been there for a while and that you have to take tough votes. You have to come in and be ready to make sure that you're moving the state forward. So it's really not whether they just got there yesterday or if you've been there 20 years, we all have a job to do. The governor does have an ambitious budget, but it's a budget that says, here's how we um, begin to get ourselves in some um, stability, some solid footing. It's only the beginning where we have over $15 billion in past bills and old debts. We have a pension crises that we've yet to resolve, and there are so many other pending issues on how to balance the budget. That's just the governor's plan and his proposal. We haven't dived into it to address all the issues that he put on the table yet. I'm not exactly sure if I'm in support of each item, but as a package, we're going to have to come up with a package that can bring down some of that debt and address a lot of our fiscal concerns. Now, one of the things that people are watching very closely as well is legalizing recreational adult use marijuana. That has supporters and opponents on both sides of the aisle. How do you see this thing playing out? Do you think there's a chance that'll actually get through this year? I do. Um, So to the credit of Senator Staines and Representative Cassidy, it was an issue that they began working on prior to the governor announcing his run for office. They had began having these conversations and discussions around the Capitol and had began to develop some teams to talk about it. They began to first look at the medical license and some of the challenges that were there that hadn't been addressed. 
And so some of the licenses that were still pending there and why they had not been issued, some of the problems that were not addressed in diversity of ownership and some of the social equity concerns that were never addressed, all of those items are now lending themselves over to the idea of adult use and recreation. I think we have an opportunity to get that measure passed because Deputy Governor Christian Mitchell has been working really hard with his team on this issue. There's negotiation meetings every single day. The topic has been uh, breaking down into five categories. So there's home growth, there's licensing, there's revenue, there's education, and um, social equity. And so by doing that, you know where your concerns are, where the opposition lies. And I believe right now the biggest hurdle for me would still be in law enforcement. I would love to make sure that law enforcement is not an opponent of this issue, at least get them to neutral so there's an understanding on how how to police it. That was Senate Majority Leader Kimberly Lightford. On the other side of the rotunda, House Democratic Leader Gregory Harris will play a key role in shepherding Pritzker's agenda through that chamber. Harris is a Chicago Democrat who says he knows how big of a job lies ahead. Absolutely. There are many major pieces of legislation that in and of themselves would be huge undertakings, and they're all coming at once. You know, we're going to be working on, you know, a capital bill to repair and replace tens of billions of dollars worth of, you know, aging and damaged infrastructure, you know, roads, bridges, school improvements, mass transit across the state. They're considering legalization of cannabis. There's the issue of sports wagering and, of course, you know, balancing our state's budget, which has a $2.7 billion gap that needs to be filled. And on top of that, there is a constitutional amendment for graduated income tax and then the legislation that would follow putting those tax rates in place. Any one of these things would be difficult in a normal year. And we haven't even gotten to pushing back the pension payments, the baggy tax, the cigarette tax. Do you think maybe Governor Pritzker's bit off more than he can chew in one year? Well, I, I think you know, we all need to work on these things, uh, as we have been doing, Republicans and Democrats together, along with the governor, to you know, stabilize the state after four years of you know, Bruce Rauner and the devastation he caused and get us back to a position of being able to be you know, fiscally stable and grow in a responsible way. That, that's got to be job one. It's going to be really hard, and there's no doubt about it, but that's the job we have in front of us. And... On the marijuana front, I'm hearing opposition on both sides of the aisle from religious groups, from mental health advocates. Does this have enough votes, you think, to get through? I'm told it does. I'm not counting votes on it. And you know, understanding this is a, you know, a topic where there can be strong opinions on both sides. And you know, members are going to be, you know, I think, very carefully taking the temperature of their district. But if you look around the country, this is where the trend is going, as long as there are strong protections in place for you know, law enforcement issues, such as driving under the influence, as long as you know, there are con- you know, controls in place so that you know, uh, uh, people understand where and when the substance can be sold, that there's you know, controls in place to be sure that people who have licenses to cultivate and, and sell the product are you know, re- responsible business people. It's complicated, but I think the votes will be there. It was a trend among several states 
especially during the Obama administration when his Justice Department made it a low priority unless the marijuana trafficking was also tied to more serious crimes. Right. The Trump administration's taken a very different approach. They're back to the traditional uh, enforcing the law as it was intended to be enforced at the time it was written. Is there a little bit more danger into going into these waters in this kind of environment? Uh, you've certainly got to keep your eye on what the feds are doing and where the, uh, the, the trends are and how they're enforcing laws. And be sure that as, as the uh, Illinois version is drafted, that we, we stay in line with that as much as we can. And so how big of a lift is it going to be for Democratic leadership in the House to get all of this stuff through? It, it, this could be a big lift for you know, everyone on both sides of the aisle, because these are, are, are big decisions, they're very high profile. But again, if we, if we take seriously our responsibility to restore our state's you know, fiscal house, get things in order, and move forward in a sustainable way, it's what we've got to do. That was House Majority Leader Gregory Harris of Chicago. Illinois lawmakers will be back in the State House on Tuesday, April 30th, and Capital News Illinois will be there covering it. Capital Cast is a production of Capital News Illinois, a service of the Illinois Press Foundation. We provide State House news to more than 400 local newspapers throughout Illinois, making sure the people of the state have access to news and information about their state government. If that's important to you, the best way to support this kind of news gathering is to support your local newspaper. You can do that with a print subscription, a digital subscription, or just by picking up a copy the next time you're near a newsstand. That's it for this episode of Capital Cast. I'm Peter Hancock.